Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Right now, we head out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. And welcome on. I'm going to call him again. Rookie Phenom undrafted kid out of uh, a small school now. Not only is he on the Cavs roster, four-year deal he just recently signed. Craig Porter Jr. joins us now. Welcome to the show, Craig. Hey, how you doing? Well, uh, we're doing really well, man. Thank you for joining us. I know you just wrapped up practice here. And I kind of want to start. You've got such a cool story. We want to get into that kind of start the interview. But congrats on the four-year deal. That's such a cool thing. You earned it in the first 50 games as a two-way player which is not easy to do. So just kind of setting the scene here, what does it mean for you to have been able to earn that first NBA contract four-year deal within the first 50 games of your NBA career? Uh, I mean, it means a lot, you know. Uh, I mean, it, for it to happen that quick, you know, it, it exceeded my expectations, to say the least, you know. And, uh, I mean, it's just a blessing to even have that happen so far and have the belief in this organization that they do in me, and it, it's just a blessing, man. When uh, Kobe Altman called you uh, to let you know that this was going to happen, who was your first phone call, and uh, what was the first thing you thought about buying? Uh, you know, I did a the first phone call was a group FaceTime with my my mom and all my brothers and my dad, and uh, you know they were just excited and everything. And uh, I mean, it's just a dream come true, not only for myself but for all of us, you know. And then uh, first thing I thought about buying, oh man. Uh, Definitely some new wheels. That's definitely <laughs> the first thing I thought of. We gotta we gotta get you with Dean Wade. Dean Wade likes to. He, he's got like grills and he's got like a smoker he brought from God knows where in Kansas. Like you're kind of a like I don't have this problem. You've got the opposite problem. You are what some people might say uh, is too skinny. We gotta get you on that barbecue life. We got it. We really gotta get you smoking. You know, pork butts <laughs> out here and just doing the whole thing so we can beef up and and we can increase your role here in the NBA. No, definitely. I just need somebody to show me the ropes. I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. I can also do that for a small fee, 10%, say. Um, so I'm just <laughs> – 10% I, crazy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we can negotiate off air. Nick um, has to eat. Well, yeah, I meant 10% of the food. I thought oh. that was clear, not the money. Um, so I, I did want to kind of get to your journey here. And, you know, there's been such a – this story about you being a security guard and allowing yourself to kind of grow into this. How do you balance that? How do you balance – the want to to establish yourself as an NBA prospect and then an NBA player, while also you're out here working security guard at, at some company. I'm just curious how like you manage th- those two things. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember ever working security anywhere. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that was me. But uh, I mean, it's even just the managing. I guess um, 
it is just easier, you know, when you got a job like this and you get to, you know, play ball. And, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely hard, you know, given the schedule we have, but we have a lot more free time than I thought, you know, and uh, just managing that is, is the biggest thing that I've had to figure out over the last eight months. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job of it, but it's definitely – way more time than I thought I would have. So so this is, real quick here, I think you might have just burst the bubble. There have been several people in the Cleveland media saying that you apparently worked as a security guard or did security for some company. Are we squashing that? Did that never happen? Did somebody, is that apocryphal? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fib if I've ever heard one. I feel like my dreams have been shattered. I feel like that was such. I was like so excited to hear, like, yeah, I worked uh, security in the Halley Building, and be able, and I walk over on game nights to come play, and now I just feel like I don't even know your origin story anymore. Yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely not a security guard. I don't think anybody would have uh, listened to me at all. But uh, you know, it's something I could probably pick up on later. You know, <laughs> uh, just someone else to mean mug Nick and the lobby of the Halley building, but that's a different conversation. Hey, Craig, just, you know, as a young guy, and you're, you're, you're trying to, to find your way into the NBA, just from your perspective, how hard was it and how did you keep that dream alive that this was something that you were going to be able to uh, attain? Um, you know, you, you come into an, an organization like this that has the depth we have, um, even at the guard spot, and it's uh, – it's challenging, you know. You think you're gonna be in the G League, like my, for myself, I thought I was gonna be in the G League. You know, probably after signing my two-year two-way, I thought I was gonna be in the G League for probably a year, year and a half, developing. You know, which was kind of the plan. And then, you know, things happen, injuries happen, and you know, you're thrown into a role. And I mean, that's probably just the biggest thing. You know, I, I made sure to stay ready and just stay prepared for everything that came my way. And uh, you know, like I said, nobody ever likes getting injured, but sometimes that's the opportunity you get and you got to make the most of it. And I, I feel like that's the biggest thing I did. I just made the most of it, even with everybody down. And, you know, the team had success and that just was a big, big push for just my success overall. As you guys uh, reconvene from the all-star break here today, um, you know, what's, what's JB kind of told you about what your role is and what do you hope to contribute here uh, in the second half of the season? Um, I mean, my role's still the same. Uh, you know, just just be ready whenever I'm called upon. You know, even with the deal going through, I mean, it's it's still the same. You know, the rotations are still pretty uh pretty tight. And you know, I mean, we we got so many guys who can just play. You know, we got twelve guys in my eyes who I think could uh, be on that court at any time. And you know, it's just hard for him to find every role to fill. And uh, I mean, it, I feel like he's done a pretty good job. You know, and me being undrafted, I mean, I, I understand the position I'm in, but, you know, I'm glad I got to do what I could do and show everybody and get the deal done. Craig, how do you how do you stay sharp? Not knowing one night, you know, maybe you get 20 minutes, the next night maybe you're not in the lineup. How do you – because I think it's it's got to be easier if you have a dedicated role every single night if you're one of the first seven guys off the bench, no? Yeah, it's, it's definitely easier that way. Um, but, you know, I just, I just make sure any workout I do or any time I'm shooting or got any off time, I'm just steady working on my – any any part of my game, I mean, I feel like you can always get better at everything, so I just work on a little bit of everything every day, and, you know, I just go game speed and just make sure my conditioning's up because, I mean, my, my whole career and everything's just been based off of opportunity and when your name's called, so, I mean, I'm I'm kind of used to it and ready for that opportunity always. 
Craig Porter Jr., uh, Cavaliers point guard on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. What's unique about the Cavs is you're a young guy on a young team that also has playoff experience and also has three or four of the top 40 players in the NBA. Who do you rely on or who have you relied on as you kind of get in the NBA to to help you figure out this path and and really figure out how you can just get better every day? Um, You know, I don't feel like there's any one person that's necessarily done it more. I feel like Don, um, Darius, George, Max, really, I mean, every everybody, JAF, all of them have really chipped in and just talked to me throughout, I mean, since training camp and since we got here, you know, they just talked with me and just, just helped me figure out the game, the NBA. I mean, it's a lot different than college and stuff. So really just trying to help me figure it out and get through it and uh, just, just find different ways where I can implement myself into the offense or any type of game plan. And, you know, when guys went down, that was the biggest part. They had to be more vocal leaders and try to help me out a little more. And I feel like they did a great job of it because every day I just became more and more comfortable on the court. And I feel like it, it's definitely a big help. What is it about the Cleveland Charge and the Cavaliers uh, coaching and the two coaching staffs, obviously with the Charge and then JB's staff here with the Cavaliers? What makes them so good at connecting with young players like yourself that enable you to really develop your game and and also grow as a person? Um, you know, I feel like it's a, uh, just everybody around. I mean, both the Chargers and the Cavs, you know, we, we all are just – I feel like it's a really family-oriented uh, organization. And, I mean, every time we see the charge guys come in, you know, we're always all talking, laughing, and just chatting. And, I mean, it's just a brotherhood through here. And nobody treats anybody like they're any less. And that's the biggest part. You know, you could have guys who – I mean, you could have the Donovan Mitchells, you know, the superstars of the league treating guys bad, but that's that's the last thing he would ever do. You know, he's a – people person i mean he he just makes everybody feel good and just encourages everybody and just lifts them up and and that's the biggest part i mean everybody i feel like here has done that and i feel like even with that that's one thing they've helped with me you know just lifting me up and making sure i'm ready and just helping just the, that helping environment is just it just means a lot for everybody i feel like yeah yeah craig you mentioned the the brotherhood in the locker room and, and whatnot just yeah how much has that helped you and also how rare is that in your uh you know your your basketball life your basketball career to be around a group of guys that l- legitimately enjoy being around guys I don't know many NBA teams where their stars are going to their G League affiliate to watch the younger guys play and things like that like we've seen over the years here with the Cavaliers not yet. It's, I mean, it's exactly what you said. You know, you normally don't see that. And I mean, in my lifetime of playing basketball, I've never been on a team that everybody gets along. And that's that's really rare. You kind of need that. You definitely need that to, to win championships and things like that. But I mean, it's just one of those things where you get close enough and we hang off the court and stuff. And, you know, you get close enough to where you're not. I mean, you're comfortable really saying anything to anybody and they they won't take offense to whatever you say, whether it be constructive criticism on the game or it just be anything in general. You know, you listen to each other and you guys just have that, that friendship and just brotherhood to where you can say anything and everybody listens and understands. Craig, you guys, you're the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, there is some avenging to do for how the playoffs went last year. I know you weren't here, but uh, – I don't think anybody on that team liked it. I don't think anybody in Cleveland liked the way the playoffs went. I'm just curious, you know, as you guys got back to practice over the last little bit here, what's been the messaging from JB and the veterans about your guys' focus, your mission at hand here in the second half of the season? 
Uh, we all understand that there's a lot of games coming up. You know, we, we've got a lot of five games in seven days coming up a couple of different times. So uh, really just making sure we keep our our details of everything we do, just making sure we're aligned with everything and just paying attention and making sure conditioning's up and, and really just staying focused, you know, because this could be a time where, where guys can lose focus or we can things can turn around, but, you know, we got to stay locked in and it's going to be a lot of games and a lot of days, but, you know, you just got to stay ready and we got the depth to work through that and I feel like that's just going to have the ultimate push for us. What do you think the key is going to be for you and the Cavaliers to attain your goals here uh, down the stretch? Um, I feel like just keep doing the same thing we've been doing. I mean, we got guys who can score any given night. You you know, you can you can do just about anything with this team. I mean, I feel like the selflessness is the biggest part of everything we've we've done so far. I mean, you know, you got guys who can go out there and score 30 to 40 points every night, but they choose to make that extra pass to somebody who's open. And, I mean, it just makes our team that much better because you do that, and then that guy wants to help you out, whether it be to take a charge or do something else for you. So, you know, you just do one thing for somebody and they'll do it for you. And that just keeps building and building. And that's how teams learn. All right. We've asked you a lot of very heavy duty questions here. Since we found out you're not a security guard, I got to know, how do you spend your time? What do you, what do you do away from basketball to keep yourself sane? Uh, I've been going around looking around Cleveland a little bit, you know, going to different different stores and stuff, and uh, just trying to get some stuff from my little apartment and just hanging out with my girlfriend. That's that's really about it, you know. I'm a homebody, and uh, you know, the weather ain't been the friendliest either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just been in the house, man. It, would I depress you if I told you this? The weather's actually not been that bad when it comes to Cleveland. <laughs> I know, that's what's crazy. I haven't been here at all. I've been in Indiana, and it snowed as soon as I got home. So I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that was that was your welcome home. So yeah, so I got to know, like, what are you looking for? Are you, a, are you a gamer? Are we getting games together? We're getting little floral arrangements for the girlfriend? What, what are we looking for when we're out and about? Uh, I mean, it really anything, just whatever she wants to look at. You know, it could be, Smart I man. mean, a, a new table or just, I honestly don't know. I'm just there, you know, just walking around with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very smart man, Craig. Whatever she wants is, is usually the right answer. Yeah, literally. Whatever you do, do not let her take the credit card by herself, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> so, Craig, as we kind of start to look here, I, I know you got the team goals, in terms of your second half, what are you looking, you know, what what are you looking for? What are you expecting out of your experience in the second half and and potentially here into the playoffs if you guys continue the success up? Um, you know, I'd obviously love to play more, you know, which is I feel like everybody's goal. But I mean, to even be on a team like this with depth and everything, like I've said, I mean, I I know what it what it comes to and uh, with the rotations and everything. So uh, really just, just being able to help any way I can. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what way that could be. It could be practicing just hard every day, making DG and these guys better. But uh, I know once I get my shot, I'll be ready for it. And uh, whenever that is, I know I'll be ready. Well, just just know you have about half of the, the, the queue at any given moment uh, screaming to put you in the game because you got a lot of fans in Cleveland <laughs> Uh, you seem like a really nice young guy with a lot, with with the right priorities at your age. That's really impressive, man. Congrats on the deal. Congrats on what you've accomplished. We can't wait to see what you do in the second half here. And uh, like I said, ten percent of the the barbecue cut, and we're good moving forward. Yes, sir. I got you, <laughs> Craig. Be good, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you, Craig Porter Jr. on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I've been bamboozled. Let me just say it right now. <laughs> 
And this is you get, you, you're a victim of the old okie doke. We have to get to the bottom of this. Nick and Daryl back on afternoon drive. We have to get to the bottom of this because this is all a trust your source situation here. And the first person I heard talk about this on the station was Jonathan Peterlin. And so JP's one of my ride or dies. So I feel like if JP throws to something like this, I can trust it. I, I guess we heard in the break that apparently JP did not originate the uh, Craig Porter Jr. Legend. Uh, yeah, the legend of working as a security guard. And Paul what, Blart, <laughs> mall cop. And here's why it's the perfect lie. And we're going to get to the real culprit here at some point in this segment. Here's why it's the perfect lie. You ever tried to search for things on Craig Porter Jr.? He's got like three things on his Wikipedia. Find me a draft story that says anything about Craig Porter Jr. that isn't, uh, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Like, find me anything with any sort of personal detail. So you could say anything about Craig Porter Jr., and there's no way to verify it, which brings us to the ultimate culprit. I thought it was Jonathan Peterlin who originated the origin story of Craig Porter Jr. And then in the break, and had I known this, I definitely wouldn't have said it, it was actually Lima who said it before he went on on baby dad baby dad baby daddy duty. And so now, like, I'll be honest, if you hear Lima say something like that on air, just assume that it is only at best a modicum of truth to it. So I got I got hit by the slippery wizard when in reality I was just trying to trust my friend JP thinking he knew what he was talking about. A lesson learned. You you know what I, I I'm enjoying right now? I knew this 20 years ago, and you're just now learning it. You knew Lima was slippery 20 years ago? Yeah, pretty much. Was that when he was Sports Boy Tony? Yep. Calling in to WRRO? Yep. Man, that bit back quickly. And then I felt like felt like my entire image of Craig Porter Jr. shattered. He's like, uh, yeah, dude, I don't really know what you're talking about. Well, and like after talking <laughs> with him. He, I mean, he handled it. He was nice about it, but like the look on your face. Imagine when he got off the phone, he's like, what the hell were they talking about? What are those idiots talking about? <laughs> Kudos to Lima. You got one past the goalie, you slippery bastard. Well done. Well done. I'm going to take my L here. I'm, I'm teaching young Amish Mac here about the importance of just taking the L. Well, I take the L. Congratulations. I take the L. You scored the fewest points. But here's the here's the problem. I had so much of my identity of who I thought Craig Porter Jr. was <laughs> wrapped Bill. into this lie that I heard three weeks ago, secondhand, and then it just like I don't even know the guy anymore. Like I, we were gonna have so many fun like night manager, night guard kind of like tie-ins, and now nothing. Did you ever have to arrest anybody? Yeah. Anybody? I don't think I don't think security guards tase people. Wait, In Hollywood, they do. <laughs> okay, what about ass. Cleveland, Ohio? I just I think you're I I just I, have visions of of Paul Blart uh, mall cop in my head right now. I think your visions of a security guard align with what a security guard thinks their job is, oh, but well, not what a company thinks a security guard's so job speaking is. Speaking of security guards at my grocery store last night, I noticed that uh, no longer is patrolled by Cleveland police at the door. Uh, they're busy handing out tickets to people parking in handicapped spots. Uh-huh. It's They hired a security company now handling it. And, and so my thought is I'm walking in and out of the store. I'm like, what's this guy going to do? If, so, if someone's trying to... <laughs> 
steal a loaf of bread or like what's this guy really going to do yeah. in this situation what, which i think is our general reaction to most security guards like unless i see a gun on their person i assume that they're just there as like a metaphor well i'm like, pretty hey the cops could come at any point they right. got phones too i've got i've i've got a phone right here they're on speed dial um all that being said the delhi thing i think is fair like completely yeah. different skill sets as players but when you watch craig play like, honestly, in today's day, NBA, where all these dudes are so damn rich and there's so much money and, like, you don't even really have to be good on your rookie contract. If you're if you're the number one pick, you're getting that second contract unless you're an absolute bust. So, like, you know, Zion Williamson, injuries galore. There were questions about whether he was, you know, maybe eating too much and staying in shape. All He still got $250 million from the, the New Orleans Pelicans. And yeah. so when you see somebody like Craig – who just has to earn it differently, man, I just think that's really cool. Like, I think those are the guys now. Even if he's not a security guard earning it. Uh, now I, I feel like, kind of feel like he needs to go work at Wendy's for me to really respect him now. We got we to gotta get him, like, some sort of corporate sponsorship that also makes him work, like, a menial, a trivial job so we like can know. have him be a Walmart greeter? Um, Good evening, Nick. Welcome to Walmart. No, he, he'd actually be really good at that because he's he such would. a nice guy. Yeah, he would. That's so, why I'm, that's... Other than us looking like a holes with Craig Porter Jr., uh, which oh no, no no you mean you? Oh, you were so hot. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Stop on this. Pre-show. Guys, we're planning this. Now, now I'm not going to let you off the hook. Now you're on the hook with my fat ass. And, and it's just ripping at our flesh here. Pre-show. Daryl's bought hook, line, and sinker on this. And Dar Oh, should I ask it? Should you ask it? Daryl's trying to weasel his way into the damn question pre-show. Oh, what could we ever talk about with an NBA player? And then on air, you pull that banana. No, no, sir. No, sir. Not, that banana tailpipe will not hold. No, sir. So if, oh, so walking up to your car with some barbecue, not going to help either? I still think that's a good offer. That's he thought fantastic. I was talking ten percent of the contract. No, he was like, "You crazy? Ten percent? You crazy?" I actually, by the way, more like twenty five percent barbecue. But again, that's still better than ten percent percent of your cash there. Um, I think 
I think what's interesting about Craig Porter Jr. is it does tie in with something that we heard from Fedor. We're going to play before the end of the segment, but I'm going to pause for a minute just in case line one is who I think it is because the, the, the assassin looks like he's got a real smile on his face right now. And this, and the numbers withheld on here, which is always a good sign that it's somebody squirrely like Lima. Is that Lima on one? I don't think Keith is listening to us right now. Oh, that's Chuck. All right, different guy. All right. I, th- I really thought we had Lima right, calling so in right I. now, and I was like, all right, now we're going to war. Uh, all right, so Fedor was on with JP and Garrett today. I think this kind of dovetails perfectly into what we were talking about with Craig Porter Jr. about your first playoff run here, You know what role do you expect to have, and, and Fedor was talking with the guys this morning about the challenge at hand for J.B. Pickerstaff in the second half. Depth was a problem for the Cavs last year. They had the 28th-ranked scoring bench in the entire NBA. It showed itself in that first-round playoff series against the Knicks. That has become a strength for this team. Suddenly, they're in the top half of the NBA in scoring. Sam Merrill doing what he's doing. George Niang making an impact. Karis LeVert in the conversation for sixth man of the year. You know, Craig Porter Jr. was a revelation. Tristan Thompson, when he was on the court, was better than I think a lot of people thought he was going to be. He was making an on-court impact just as much as he was making a behind-the-scenes impact. Dean Wade going from starter to coming off the bench. He's become an elite on-ball defender, and he contributes to winning at a high level. Like, he's in two of the three most important Cavs lineups so far this year, just based on pure metrics. So a weakness has become a strength, and I think JB has to continue to understand that, and he has to continue to believe that, and he has to continue to trust this bench. And I think the best solution for him honestly, is just to take a few minutes here or there from each individual guy and hope that that adds up. So if that means Donovan going from 37 to 35, if that means Darius going from 34 to 32, if that means Karis going from 30 to 28, if that means Isaac going from 28 to 26, like they cannot afford based on how they want to play and based on how dynamic he is as an offensive weapon and the attention that he commands every time he takes the floor. The Cavs cannot afford to take Sam Merrill out of this rotation because he has enhanced this offense. He has raised this offensive ceiling. You have to keep confidence with Sam Merrill. You have to keep confidence with Dean Wade and all these other guys on the bench because there are going to be times that the Cavs are desperately going to need them in a seven-game series in April. I get it. J.D. has a lot to juggle, but that's one of the things that I think Cavs fans have to pay attention to and J.B. has to pay attention to in the final 29 games. It's one of the most important aspects to me of the remainder of this regular season is keeping everybody a part of it that has been a part of it. I agree wholeheartedly with Fedor, and I think it's going to be one of the two things that determine whether the Cavs make a deep playoff run and whether or not J.B. Bickerstaff is the coach here next year. This is the greatest problem to have, though. Yes. It, it is, there's no such thing as having too many good players, but trying to carve out the minutes to keep everybody happy and keep everybody fresh. And most importantly... Make sure that Donovan Mitchell is as fresh as possible going into the playoffs. Yeah, and and you've got and you've got a bench now where you can do that. And and, and it, you heard in that clip from Chris. Yeah, I mean the, the Cavs bench last year was beyond awful, mm-hmm. and now, I mean JB's sitting up there talking about. I got to go ten. I don't want to go ten deep. I'd rather go eight or nine. I have to go ten, and the reason I have to go ten 
is because I got 10 guys that have earned it. And I just can't pick one of these guys and tell him you're just not going to see the floor. So the thing that I would say, though, is because I agree the Cavs bench was not what it, it could have been last year in the, down the stretch and into the playoffs. I also think that was JB not keeping guys fresh. Like, I think there That's was a fair. catch-22. Like, I'm not saying – I don't think they should have played all 10 guys that they could have played in the postseason – but you never could play the Lamar Stevens card because you didn't use him down the stretch. Right. You couldn't play any of the other guys that you had. Uh, the the lost Lopez, Robin Lopez. You couldn't play those guys because you didn't play him down the stretch. And I think there is. I, I totally empathize with. We got to win as many regular season games as we can. But when you're this talented, playing ten deep or eleven deep is not antithetical to winning. Right. If anything, it actually might allow you to stagger the minutes of your guards and your bigs a little bit more by playing them with other people. So, I mean, I, I look at JB as one of the biggest hurdles. He's got to clear his own mind and how he thinks about rotations because I'll give him last year, yeah, you know what, I can't, I can't really penalize you for not using Lamar Stevens in the playoffs. I can't really hammer you because you didn't go to the Robin Lopez card. This year, there's no excuse. This year, you have the embarrassment of riches, and you have to do better. And if if your bench is seven deep, or sorry, if your bench is or your rotation is seven deep this year in the playoffs, then you shot yourself in the foot, and right. that's inexcusable. Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. So you heard from Fedor there uh, on the morning show today. What do you guys think the biggest second half hurdle is for the Cavaliers to clear? So we had the scandal in the Craig Porter Jr. interview where it turns out. The it's the six degrees of the slippery wizard where Lima planted a lie about Craig Porter Jr. working as a security guard in his off time when he was trying to make the NBA. And then apparently JP referenced it, and that's where I heard it. And so because I heard JP say it, I was like, oh, well, he's got the Wichita, well, Wichita State uh, stuff from, from his time in Kansas. This sounds like telephone gone really bad. Yeah, but – but pretty predictable here, and I got again, especially considering the genesis of all of this. Kudos to Lima, you snuck one past the goalie. We appreciate it. That's funny as hell. But JP texted me during the uh, the break there during the the last segment said, no, it was actually Ken. He was actually apparently it was like an argument where uh, he was debating with Ken, who was pitching that. That Craig Porter Jr. Now it's getting really convoluted. It's like a Charlie Kaufman film because Ken was selling that that Craig Porter Jr. used to be a security guard, and JP was arguing Craig Porter Jr. doesn't look like a guy who used to be a security guard. So that's the latest. At least we figured out which show it came from. I, here's the funny thing: Lima called in for like 40 minutes last week to get in on his ridiculous take about Kyle Shanahan and an NFL redraft. This is how you know it was Lima. Lima will never acknowledge the slippery wizard stuff. He never will. When he's got a hot take that he just wants to blow up the station with, he'll be on everybody's show for 40. He'll, he'll do it. He'll do the damn thing. I, I don't know. If there's a diaper that needs changed, he might be willing to. Just saying. I didn't think he was into that. Not changing diapers? Oh, oh, because he's got kids, yeah. Right. I didn't know if you were referring to something else. No! He's a like, slippery to, wizard. To, I don't know what he's into. To, to get out of changing diapers, he'll call the show to defend his honor. <laughs> what little is left of it. That That is a, your honor? Yeah, that's, okay. 
let's be real there. Uh, we've archived all the past episodes so you can hear what you missed, but don't miss the next live episode of Carmen and Lima's Emerging Podcast scene Thursday mornings at 10.15, presented by Extend Technologies on the 92.3 The Fan Extra channel, part of the Odyssey app. So we played the Fedor clip from this morning with Jonathan Peterlin and, and G. Bush, where he talked about the, the challenge that J.B. Bickerstaff finds himself in with a rotation down the stretch. And it, I just, I can't allow both things as, because at some point it does become excuses to me. Um, I'm not saying it's easy, but your job as a coach is to manage your roster. And if I'm going to allow you, which I am, okay, I, I can't cry over not using Lamar Stevens or any of the guys that didn't play in the playoffs last year. But the whole thing was we got to get three-point shooting. We got to get tougher. We got to get, you know, three and D players. And the Cavs did that. And they did it in a multitude of ways. Right. You know, Max Struess is kind of a um what's the phrase? Jack of all trades, master of none. Like he's just kind of a, a nice two or a three, and he can kind of give you quality wing minutes. He's not gonna work out in every matchup in the playoffs as we as we saw with Miami last year. George Nyang is really good for what his role is, which as kind of an instigator, kind of that anywhere from guarding threes to all the way to, to fives and giving you 18 minutes and three-point shooting, so three and D. Uh, Sam Merrill is your best shooter on the roster, but he is going to be a defensive liability in some matchups. Craig Porter Jr. is a really nice defensive player that, that, that shoots the three-ball really, really well, but he's still a very raw player. Tristan Thompson is a limited big but gives you toughness. So if I'm going to allow you last year, which I will in this instance, of your rotations in the playoff were laughable and your adjustments were nil. If I'm going to allow you that last year, I'm not allowing this year. And I think one of the biggest things, JB has to get over himself and how he perceives running through rotations. And it's not about even the playoffs to me. Before you get to the playoffs, JB has to prove to me that he can keep all these guys in line with how hot they were because it is easier to do that when two of your best players are out and you're go you're playing nine, ten guys out of necessity. Because you're you're doing that out of desperation. Once all of a sudden everybody gets back, it, it becomes tougher. And so I think this is a real challenge for JB that I want I I demand even that he conquers before we get to the playoffs. Because I'm not gonna if you get in there and Sam Merrill's been out of the rotation for for six weeks. Crocodile tears. I'll be furious if you're not competitive enough in that first round. If George Nyang hasn't sniffed the court in two weeks leading into the playoffs, I got, I'm got. i giving you no love, no excuses, because it is your job. Right? You weren't deep enough last year. You're much deeper this year. You might be too deep. Don't care. Go throw these guys out there. Keep them fresh, because you mentioned it. The reason why it matters is every minute you can take off Donovan Mitchell's body down the stretch while winning is a minute that you can have in the playoffs. Donovan isn't LeBron. He's not a warhorse. He's not a guy that can play 48 minutes a night in the playoffs and be ready for the next game. We saw that. By the end of that Knicks series, he was exhausted. I mean, so many times he's got Darius dribbling the ball up the court because Donovan's standing on the other side just trying to get wind because he had no legs to him. That is because you overplayed him in the regular season. That, to me, is why the bench is so important and sticking to it and in a way, JB to me is his own biggest hurdle down the stretch. Well, and you, you laid out the different skill sets that these guys bring to the table, right? To me, this is 
the perfect opportunity for Bickerstaff to have what he needs to advance in the postseason. Because you have such a diverse group of guys coming off the bench that can contribute, that to me almost insulates you or uh, proofs yourself to whatever type of a matchup you're going to face in the playoffs, that he can go to different players that will be able uh, to play the matchup game maybe much better than he was able to play it last year because, again, like you said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the mulligan last year for not playing some of the guys that I might have been able to help you against the Knicks but didn't get a lot of burn down the stretch. But this time, now you have this group of guys where he has to, yeah, he's got to find a way to keep them all happy, keep them all fresh, keep them all hot, right? Um, and and then also have them ready so that when their time comes in the postseason, they are able to contribute. Because the reality is, come come that first round playoff series, Nick, he, I don't think a ten man rotation is going to be on the table for for as well as they have played. That bench group has played, and for as deep as the skill sets appear to be here in the regular season, the reality is, come the playoffs, that rotation is going to get slim down. However, then you go to the second round. Depending on who your second round opponent is, you may have to flip who you use in that uh, rotation coming off the bench because the guys that you didn't have play in round one may be better suited to match up against your second round opponent. And so it it is a delicate balance. I do I wholeheartedly agree with you. He's got to find a way here in the second half of the season to spread the minutes out, keep everybody fresh, take some pressure off Donovan Mitchell, continue to win it close to the level. I don't think 800 basketball the rest of the way is fair to ask for or fair to expect. But, but I'll take it. Uh, certainly we'll take it. But if, if they can kind of keep this train rolling down the tracks, right, then that sets them up for the postseason. And that's, that's where JB, uh, more so than the spreading the minutes out, is him in his mind devising the game plans for the playoffs as far as how tight the rotation gets and which guys he's going to be flipping in and out series to series. Dustin DC saying, uh, so is it safe to assume that Dean Wade was not the inventor of crunch berries? I, I, we're going to have to run it through the proper channels now. I can't, I can't speak on that until I hear from either Dean Wade, the Cavaliers, or Dean Wade's agent, or maybe his Meemaw, somebody, because I clearly can't trust information shared we're, on the station. We're going to have to get the 92 through the fan eye team on that one. And that was courtesy. Give me Carl Monday, that bird dog. Give me the, give me, give me the Galax. Oh, the bird dogs that are the Galax. And th- th- Lima? That's it. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start sicking the Galax on Lima for every time Lima tells a lie here on the air. Uh, Destin DC, courtesy of uh, and powered by our reactions on X by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.